everybody, it's Chris Griffin, Seth Oliveris, aka Professor Oliveris. We're here with yet another episode of the Horns Down podcast. Seth, what's up, man? Man, we finally made it. Finally <laughs> made it to game week. Man, we've been talking about, I mean, we've been talking about, about you know, everything that's been going on since, you know, the Cotton Bowl ended. So, I mean, we are you. I know you and I both are ready to go, but yeah, it's been a it's been a a busy week for me on my end. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Saturday, and I mean Thursday, Friday night, every, you know, every night for the next four or five days. Man, I'm I'm I've been swamped this week, but man, everything is gonna pay off, and we're gonna get to some football. That's I've been waiting on it. I told my girlfriend, I was like, hey. Yo, don't talk to me tomorrow night. I mean, you gotta think about it, bro. This weekend, it's it's hey, this weekend's litty. We got pretty much a three to four day weekend. Uh, college football really starts tomorrow because we got the Ohio State and Minnesota game, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. Uh, the new Drake album is is dropping. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> hey, it's lit, right? It's lit, but uh. Anyways, man, let's get straight to it, Seth. Let's get straight to the business. So before we start, because we were going to talk about the game moving to Norman, I think that we should probably, you know, first of all, just send our prayers, our condolences, and to, uh, just everything we possibly can, all our energy, all our good vibes out there to the, uh, the good folks down there, not only in New Orleans, but the entire state of Louisiana that are dealing with uh the effects of Hurricane Ida and, and everything else is going on. So um, definitely want to send out our you know our thoughts and prayers with everyone out there. And we're glad that the game is 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 being played still, but at the same time, you know, uh, definitely happy to see OU uh, step up and and try to help them in any way that they can with donating. You know, pretty much I think all, if not all, then most of the proceeds to uh, you know victims of the hurricane. So. That's pretty awesome. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I was, yeah, I mean, to echo your sentiment, yeah, like Joe Castiglione, everybody at OU, they really, really stepped up helping out, helping out Tulane, obviously, directly um, with moving the game to Norman, giving them a place to, to that they can still have this game. Um, but also, yeah, like, you know, the people from Southeast Louisiana, everywhere, you know, New Orleans. Um, all the way through that is just yeah it's a, it's a tough situation for them but I think uh, if uh, if there's a, ever been a, a good distraction in the history of the world, college football is one of the better distractions to have. Oh. So it's we're we're I think it's going to be a good a good deal for everybody involved just because of that. Yeah, no, for sure. So uh, you know now that we got that out of the way, let's jump into some uh, OU news. So obviously out the gates. Um, you know, I'm not sure if you've seen it today, but Theo Weiss is going to be out with uh, what people are saying is a lower uh, body injury. It's not an ACL, people. It's not anything that should be serious. From what I'm seeing or from what I'm reading, he's okay. It's just a foot injury. So what I'm probably thinking is it, it's probably like what a high ankle sprain probably, maybe like a grade two, grade three sprain or whatnot. I'm not really sure. If they're saying this is foot. I'm thinking it's probably an ankle. But we'll see. But, you know, 
if you're going to miss any time and let it be against, you know, the three teams you're probably going to be, fa- you're going to be facing in the, uh, the first three weeks, which thinks. Yeah. So? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's definitely, uh, the, if there's, if there's a good time to miss, it's definitely right yeah. now if he's got to miss and yeah, we still don't know how long he'll end up being out, but, um, Hopefully it's uh, he gets back sooner rather than later. And that is a position, at least on paper, looks like, oh, you can afford to lose a guy, even though he's one of the more experienced yeah. uh, receivers on the team right now. Like He might be the most, I mean, not, not counting, you know, like Mike Woods, who got, you know, he's got a lot of experience over at uh, Arkansas. But, yeah, as far as in a Sooner uniform, um, Weiss is definitely up there. So uh, it's – It'll it'll hurt in that regard as far as like just just knowing that there's like that really experienced presence out there. But um, I mean, judging from his his uh, two years that he's played so far, he's he's hasn't really dealt too much with uh, injuries problems. So hopefully this isn't anything that keeps him out for too long. Well, I would say um, I don't think it's going to keep him out too long. For what, like I said, from what I'm reading, it seems like everybody's saying that he's okay. He's fine. He's in good spirits. It's just one of those things that just happened, but he'll be fine. Um, uh, I think that you, you still see the um, I still see I think you still see the same result happen in this game. It didn't matter if it was neutral site at Tulane or if it, you know now that it's here in Norman. I think that you're looking at it and saying, okay, well this is going to be you know still a wish that we all think it's going to be, but uh, you know speedy recovery to him as well. And then uh, also, I think Andrew Rain is uh, has been amongst concern, but I think his is mostly due to maybe like a contact tra- tracing. Have Have you heard anything about that, Seth? I haven't heard anything more than what we uh, what you, you relayed to me earlier today. Um, I haven't heard anything more like concrete or definitive than that. Um, so yeah, it does sound like it's something to deal with that. And so yeah. hopefully that's all it is. And then he's back, you know, after, you know, he goes through protocol, whatever, if that's truly the case, we're just kind of yeah. roughly speculating here, but yeah. So um, yeah. It, and he, I would say if, if we were just going to rank like who I like, Oh, OU wants to have back sooner. It, I would probably say it's rain just because yeah. we know how, you know, that, that, that offensive line just kind of, it drives. It really does drive the the Lincoln Riley offense and everything. So like everything goes with them. And from all accounts, he's one of the more talented dudes on the team. He just doesn't have the experience yet. But or one of the more talented dudes on the line. He just doesn't have the experience yet. Um, so it would have been nice to have him, um, you know, day one and just kind of getting getting his feet wet, getting seasoned. But um, yeah, it sounds like he's not going to be he's not going to be absent for too long. No, I mean, and that's kind of the biggest thing is that uh, I always tell a lot of people, you know, I, I hate to put all you in that that conversation of those teams are like, well, if this didn't happen, if this would have went our way, we would have been, you know, well off. But you look at, go back to a lot of OU's uh, better teams. There's always been key injuries in, in different places. Um, you know, go back to that year where they, they uh, Sam Bradford just went on a tear and they ended up playing uh, Florida in the in the uh in a championship game in the bcs championship games you're, you're looking at that team and you're saying man Manny, uh manny johnson emmanuel johnson was not the same after he uh i think he had an arm injury i want to yeah. say warmer yeah so he was not the same wide receiver after that but um 
DeMarco Murray in that game as well. Uh, I mean, there's 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 a lot of different teams and a lot of games. I know a lot of teams around the nation, a lot of fans will say, well, you know, what about this player? What about that player on our team? And I say, okay, that's great, but the focus is here on OU, okay? Uh, also, what I would say, uh, it, it's just one of those things where you don't want to see any of your players, especially in a year like this, you don't want to see them um, – you don't want to see any injuries. You want to make sure you you just want to see uh, all the players be able to play and go at full speed because man, this is the year. Seth, this is the year, man. I feel it, man. This is championship football. We're gonna finally get that that championship that has eluded us for what the past twenty one years. Yep, that's that's just way too long. It's it for for a program like OU. Yeah, you can't go that. You, you can't go. A time of uh, you know a length of time where it's older than half the, your team. You know, like half yeah. these players aren't even alive when when uh, OU last won a championship, like a national championship. So, yeah, it's it's the time is now. Like we, the pieces are there. Like yeah, it's not you know no, it's not a hundred percent right now, but even still, like you said, like this, yeah. it's there. Like you, it's it's there for the taking. And I think the biggest thing that that helps right now is that you get more game reps for some of the younger guys too, and even for uh, for continuity purposes and just for chemistry, chemistry wise. I mean, you're looking at Mike Woods and you're saying, okay, let's put you, let's slide you over here real quick in uh, Theo Weiss's position, and uh, let's go ahead or whoever you want to put there. But at the same time, it's more game reps, more live reps that you get to kind of put an eye on these players and kind of see how they react in actual game. Uh, time situation. So I don't think it's that bad. But speaking of that, moving players and doing all that, let's look at the depth chart. What are your uh, what are your projections as far as uh, some of the, the, the key two deep uh, battles that we've been hearing about? Man, um, let's see. I, I kind of look at like, I feel like I really want to see who solidifies themselves in the secondary still. Yeah. Like kind of got a lot of uh, uh, expectations of, especially like, I think the corners are mostly set, you know, you got Jaden Davis, who's probably going to get that one spot. And then maybe a uh, Woody Washington, those probably your kind of top two guys there. Um, safety. I mean, yeah, you know, Pat Fields, he's, and he was just recently named a captain also. So he's, he got that spot more than like, I mean, they're not going to name a dude a captain who doesn't even start, but um, I mean, or maybe they would, but like, uh, that's, it's like he's got that, but um, I, I still want to, I, I just, I know there was a lot of competition there, so maybe there's going to be a surprise. Uh, I want to see if, you know, Cradell actually uh, gets in the, in the nickel, um, Jeremiah Cradell, or, or if uh, there's going to be, you know, kind of like a sneaky, uh, you know, emergence, maybe like a, a Key Lawrence or a, uh, maybe, a, hey, a Billy Bowman or something, you know, show up and like shock everybody and start on day one. But uh, yeah, the secondary is definitely where I'm like mostly um, most intrigued about seeing once uh, the, the, the numbers are out there on the field. Well, I think, I mean, Listening to Grinch's most re- recent uh, press conference, you're kind of looking for a lot of names out there to uh, actually be in the rotation and actually be in play for this. So you're looking at, uh, I know he said about a whole bunch of names for the defensive line. I mean, you're hearing names like Ethan Downs. You're hearing um, 
you know, all those guys are saying that Reggie, Reggie Grimes really came on. Uh, I think in a secondary, you're probably going to see Woody and I want to say Graham probably be uh, the, the two starters. And then you'll see a rotation of, um, gosh, I, why Harrington, you'll see Harrington, yeah. uh, Joshua Eaton, um, You'll see, uh, you'll see a number of guys over there at those positions, like coming in and coming out. Uh, I think you're gonna see Latrell McCutcheon as well, uh, especially in these early games. You're gonna get to see the the talent on display, especially the young guys. It's just like he said, it's a lot of consistency that needs to be built. One name that I said that that poked out that poked out like a sore thumb was Justin Brawls in the secondary. I'm just like, do we really want to go that route? <laughs> made this big leap and all the rest of that because. You still, you still got Bryson Washington and obviously Key Lawrence over there. So um, one of the things that I'm excited about is just seeing the uh, progression that they have, uh, the, progression, the progression that they have uh, as far as uh, being able to take rest and still be able to play. Get what I'm saying? As far yeah. as being able to not have to play every snap, they just get to they get to rest now and then come back in and they're fresh for the fourth quarter instead of just being the Ironman that they've had to be the past what two two or three seasons with Gridge. Give yeah, me, you know, that's what I'm excited about as far as that back end. Um, but when you look at like the Russian spot, you hear Caleb Kelly's name, you hear Marcus Stripling, uh, Marcus Stripling's name, and you know it's it's really it's great to hear Gridge talk about a lot of those guys. That you're like, well, man, he made he made he talked about how like career changes, or excuse me, the position changes for some of these players has not only helped out uh, OU, but it's also helped out their careers as well as far as putting them in a position to be successful at the next level. So um, I'm excited. I think too deep. I think, I mean, you know, obviously you want to say Cradell gets the nod just because he's been here and he's paid, uh, he's paid his dues. But you're also looking at Billy Bowman and saying, I mean, that I think that position for the first – I think going into this, you say, okay, this is an initial two deep. It can very well change during the course of the year because you already know Grinch is not about free rides. So no. I think that's an interesting point right there. Um, and then obviously, off offensively, I mean, I think that the only two deep that you're really looking at is the offensive line, honestly. Probably and running back too, just to kind of see whose name is on there first. But, you know, all of that subject to change because those first three games, beating ball is going to be looking to see, like I said in the last podcast, it's not the best five players. It's the best five players that play well together. So, um, you know, that's that's what you're looking for. You're looking for that, that continuity, chemistry, that, that camaraderie, you're looking for all of that in that offensive line group. But I think it's going to be interesting, obviously, to see who's going to be the starter uh, at running back as well. Yeah, I I mean, I think I'm fairly confident in saying that as far as running back goes, I think against Tulane, first guy that's going to be out there, first guy that's going to get a handoff is going to be Kennedy Brooks, only because, like, he's been in the program. Like, yeah, I know he opted out in 2020 but he's got two full seasons under his belt and then in, in an OU uniform. He's, Lincoln Riley just has that trust in him, I believe. You know, so I think – but that's not to say that I think he's he should be – like 
I think Eric Gray is more than capable of being OU's number yeah, one back. Number one. Yeah. yeah, like he, and I think by the season's end, maybe even by conference play, uh, Eric Gray is going to be that dude. Like he's going to, he's, he's just got, he's got like more of a, I think, a, a all around game. He's got the flash. Like, and I mean, I'll, Kennedy Brooks, he's got the consistency, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's, yeah. Hey. I, I, <laughs> best players going to play, man. The best players right. going to play. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm eager to see what this two depth, uh, 2D depth chart looks like for us anyways. Um, I think they both – I think they both will get mm-hmm. over, like, around 12, 15 carries each at least so, um, in in this first game for sure. So uh, just going to that and, and, and let's just kind of blow through this because I, I got to – I got a, 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 a special topic that, you know, I want to talk about today. And I think, you know, and, and, and I don't, I don't want to waste that person's time, but uh, do you, uh, what are your expectations? What's your, uh, for this game? What got, give me a score. Oh man. I was thinking about that. So um, I'm going to have, I'm going to get more into my uh, a preview for this game later this week. Uh, but right plug now. It. Plug I, it. You gotta plug yeah. it. Yeah, over on Crimson and Cream Machine dot uh, com. But uh, yeah, I right now, I think I just OU is going to handle business. I think it's going to be it's everything we've been hearing as far as like hype and just uh, I think it's more than hype, but like you know just build up to this team, how complete this team looks and everything, and experience and just talent. I think it's it's all going to show. It's all going to be on display. So I think it's going to be just your run of the mill beat yeah. down just. They're gonna do it quickly. It's not. They're not gonna mess around for a quarter or two. It's gonna happen fast, and it's 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 gonna show on the scoreboard. So my my score prediction, this might be crazy. My score prediction is gonna be fifty-eight to three. <laughs> like that's how confident I know. That's I know it's a lot, but I I and I'm really confident. I'm more confident in the three than I am the fifty-eight. Honestly, just because I think. One know he gets up big. Lincoln probably gonna call the dogs off at some point, but that three, I just, I just feel like this defense. I'm just so impressed with them. Like I see the trajectory, the speed D. I bought, bought in. The team is bought in. Like it's, they're gonna be flying around. And those, those, those second, third, and fourth string dudes that come in at the end of the game, they're gonna keep it going. Like they're not so, gonna give up much. So, I agree with you on everything you said. I think that the the expectation that I have is that the offense is going to be explosive. I want to see our run game get back to what it was, uh, to to what it was, not what it was last year. I want to see our receivers how they move, how they how they interact, you know, with Spencer. I want to see a lot of those things. But my focus is going to be on the defensive side of the ball. This is your third year in Grinch's system. There's a level of maturity that I need in games like this because you may leave this game saying, "Well, okay, oh, you beat them, fifty-eight to three. And you're saying, but I learned nothing about the defense today. But the one I think that what you can learn and you what you can see is is was it just talent on display or was it I take this serious? I want to go win a national championship. Which attitude are we going to get from the defense? And I think that's what Grinch was talking about. Uh, you know, his his presser. He was talking about, hey, you know, we need to get we need to be more serious. We need to be. Um, uh, more mentally tough earlier in the week in the physical days of practice leading up to the game. We need to have that high school or that pro type of mindset where, hey, Friday night, you know, everything up leading up to Friday is, is hey, it's balls to the ball. You know, it, it's 
hell on wheels. So you want to see that defense take that step and be dominant. So if you ask me what my score prediction is, I'm going to go out on a limb. All right, hear me out. OU, uh, offensively, we score 42 points. Defensively, we get the shutout. 42-0, you heard it here first, Horns Down Podcast. <laughs> I would so, love a shutout. I would and love so, a shutout. Speaking of that, okay, <laughs> with the horns down, okay, I'm going to, you know, one time Vince McMahon uh, was, uh, was basically trying to, you know, tear down his own business. And so what did he do? He injected poison in that business. And that poison was NWO. Now, <laughs> the reason why I say that is because I'm bringing on a special guest right now. And the thing that he loves, they are definitely not NWO. Nobody loves them. Nobody loves to hate them. We just want to see them never play football again. But we're going to bring in, we're going to bring in my guy, okay? <laughs> The guy from Nino's Corner. Okay, now you gotta put those down. Gotta put those down. Keep so. them horns up. <laughs> so we're gonna bring in uh, a, a friend of the channel, and uh, we're gonna talk about a, a special guy now, uh, Hudson Card. So Seth, Hudson if you don't Card. mind, we'll give the floor to our guest so he can introduce himself, and he can also uh, talk about whatever they do down there in Austin. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what's up peace man i'm nick battle aka nino's corner um hey just go to my website www.ninoscornersports.com that should actually be up here uh probably tomorrow so brand new website i got my own you know like custom number you know the ncn it's, it's the it's the basically just a just a straight up nino's corner number i track all the metrics for the offensive guys whether it's running backs um tight ends wide receivers quarterbacks the whole nine but today, I got to let you guys know, we're going to talk about Hudson Card. Um, he's going to be the, you know, the OU killer for the next three years, you know. <laughs> you guys know, man, Hudson won the job. Honestly, guys, um, if you'd have told me going into camp who was going to win, I thought Casey was going to win it. Just, you know, Casey had a really good performance against Colorado. Um, but everybody knows Hudson kind of has – well, not kind of. He has the better arm talent. Um, people think Casey is the more, you know, guy who is, you know, more talented when it comes to his legs. But people soon forget, man, Hudson Cart was an all-state wide receiver at Lake Travis prior to becoming a quarterback. So, you know, Hudson has he, – he has the arm talent. He has quick hands, which is something that Sark loves. Even Casey Thompson, he's been making comments saying that as soon as Hudson gets the ball – he can throw the ball so quick, no laces, no nothing. He's just a just a good, you know, like kid when it comes to actually throwing the ball. So we got Hudson Card, man. We're gonna roll with it. Coach Sark said that you know both guys are gonna play here, so we'll see what's gonna happen, man. Okay, uh, are you done? I'm done now. I'm waiting for okay. you, Chris. I'm waiting for you. Oh. I know you got something for me. Out of all that, okay. First of all, let's let's unpack this, Seth. If you don't mind, let's unpack this. <laughs> um, okay, so Hudson Carr. Okay, first of all, let's back all the way up to the Colorado game. <laughs> Are you serious? We, I look. It's like I told you. Like I, I tweeted at you. I said, look, 
It says a lot that Casey yeah. Thompson is not starting after having that heroic uh, uh, effort uh, in that in that Colorado game that you guys call a great game for him. I'm sitting there saying, who did he play? They might as well play uh, an FCS opponent. I mean, come on, man. Seriously, we're gonna talk about him against his Colorado. That was terrible. You guys, I don't want to hear nothing. Okay, okay. This I don't could be Colorado going against Tulane. I don't no, that's nothing fine. about that's Tulane fine. first that's week. Fine. That's fine. I don't hear let nothing. Me let me I don't finish. hear nothing about that forty-two nothing. <laughs> let me let me finish. Let me finish. Let, let me unpack this for you. Okay, so Casey Thompson, let's let's put him over there. It says a lot that the starter, the projected starter, got beat out by the. I mean, obviously, let's 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 just admit it. Hudson Card has the better talent. He is the yeah. better talent. But maturity-wise, as far as what you guys have actually saw, Casey Thompson gives you a, a model that you can work with. But Hudson Card, you're going into the unknown. You guys don't really know anything about him. He hasn't played significant football in, what, two years? Yeah, two years. Now. He hasn't played any significant snaps. And I'm just letting you know, it's going to be hard because you guys say that your offensive line is underrated. I mean, yeah, it's, it's underrated. And we just say they're not good. Okay. You guys don't have, I looked at the, I looked at the two deep that you dropped too. Xavier Worthy. Only name I know on that list is, uh, is Whittington and Joshua Moore. And I'm not impressed by either one of them. So he's going to have his struggles early. He's okay, you're going to see. Y'all going to see. Um, see. Who going to be y'all running back? No, look, <laughs> look, look. We still unpacking this. We still unpacking this. I'm going to sign up. <laughs> we, we still, we're still unpacking this. We're still unpacking this. So <laughs> with, with also with, with Hudson Card starting, I mean – where does Casey Thompson go now? And, and, and that's the point I was about to go to. You're sitting here telling yeah. me that Casey Thompson is on record for saying that when the ball comes out of Casey, I mean, of Hudson Card's hands is fast. First off, who the hell is sitting behind another guy that just took his rightfully owned spot and is saying stuff like that? He's not a team guy. That guy's a cancer to your locker room. Like I said before, <laughs> like I tweeted out. That was that was that was prior to the announcement being made. If I'm Casey Thompson, I am going to Baylor or Texas Tech. I am getting the hell out of Austin because they have uh, once again screwed me. Okay, they screwed me when they offered me a scholarship. They screwed me when they told my dad that I would be a viable option for a for quarterback at their university. They screwed me again by putting Hudson Card in front of me, and I wouldn't stand for that if I was him. If well, you Chris, ask me, Chris, the entire program and the coaching staff is mediocre, and I'm done. Chris, Chris, you just said yourself that Hudson Card is a better talent than Casey Thompson. Yeah. Now, you just also said that Hudson Card hasn't had any significant snaps in two years. Casey's only had 20 significant snaps in three years he's been here at Texas. So we got two guys who have no experience playing playing at this level. Casey has one game, one game. That right? you guys say is amazing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't put him in the Hall of Fame yet for having one game. Quote from Bill Parsons. Don't put him in the Hall of Fame yet. He had one game. And if you go back and look at that game, which I have a couple times, 
Casey honestly could have thrown, well, he should have thrown a pick in there. It was a drop pick. You know, so yes, it was a great game. I'm happy he came in and won the game for us. However, from the practice reports, from the spring game, seeing the things, Hudson, when stuff breaks down, he does get a little bit of antsy foot, but he'll just take the sack. When stuff breaks down for Casey in the practices and in the spring game, he throws a pick. So I want the more sure thing. Let me hey, – if, 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 if things break down, let my quarterback either roll out, get some yards with his feet, or live for another day. Don't turn the ball over. But all that's good and everything, but we all know what's going to happen. No matter who's the quarterback, they're going to force feed the ball to B. John Robinson. That's – it is what it is. B. John is going to be the star of this team. He already is. Everybody knows it. And so it's going to be hike, handoff, mm-hmm. hike, handoff, Mm-hmm. Hype, play action, pass. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's going to be the Bijan show. And, uh, you know, uh, Hudson has the uh, higher ceiling. You know, so we should see what's going to happen, man. So, Seth, let me let me bring you into this, okay? So let yeah. me ask you a question, Seth, and I'll, I'll let you go. If you're Louisiana, if you're Arkansas, um, hell, if you're Rice, are you not <laughs> going to load the box up and tell Hudson Carr, I want you to make the best, I want you to make the uh make the play. I want you to be the hero of this game. I am going to load the box and I'm going to make sure yep. that B. John Robinson does not get off. B. John Robinson against OU, and I can tell you now, let me predict this. You saw Chuba Hubbard, you saw what he did. <laughs> Chuba Hubbard would have like 30 carries for 104 yards against OU. He wouldn't even, be, he wouldn't even get a touchdown. Okay, so I'm letting you know now. Y'all have fun with this non-conference schedule, but at some time you gotta walk that line. Uh, and I don't think y'all got the grace. So we're gonna walk that line this year. Don't don't worry about it. Don't worry. The horn's I mean, gonna be up the whole year. We gonna. I mean, that's the that's the game plan. Like Hudson Card is gonna become a grown ass man right in front of you. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely uh, what what any I think sensible wise defense would uh would want to do against uh, this Texas team is currently constructed, you know, is to, is to take on load. The, you got to take Bijan out of the equation or at least try to. Cause I mean, he's, he's, I think he proved himself as he can, he can take over a game if, if you let him like, I mean, and, and I mean, sometimes it's not even about other teams letting him. He's just that good. Like he, he's proven that he yeah. can take it. So, so I think, Teams are gonna have to load the ball, and, and we're gonna get to see Hudson Card. And then also, I, I think I read where Steve Sarkeesian maybe said that uh, Casey Thompson will come into the game at some point yeah. against Louisiana. Yeah, but we'll see them both. So, and they're gonna get their opportunities to like to to show what they can do with their arms, with their legs, just with their decision making. So they're gonna they're gonna yeah, because the team the teams are gonna load the ball at least at least i think louisiana will i think that's a smart move so so we'll we'll get a good glimpse of them right away so i mean and we'll, and we'll see if it, if it works out for for texas and and you know they just air it out and go you know five or six touchdowns through the air or or if there's some issues there you know we'll, we guess we will have to wait and see so what you yeah. guys are telling me says they're both going to play in this game right so what you guys are telling me that we're gonna get Tua Tonga Valoa and Jalen and Jalen Hurts 2.0. That's what's gonna happen. So you're telling me that 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 Casey Thompson is gonna come into the game and save the day. I mean that's that's basically what you guys are telling me. All right. That's not what I'm 2.0. I'm no, like, seriously. No. And, and look look at your hat. Look at that, look at that hat. Go ahead, put your head down. All gas, no brakes. 
Put your head down a little bit so we can so we can read it. Nice. Put your head all down. Yeah, I want to read. It. Yeah, all, all gas, gas no brakes. So I want I want to ask you a question. How the hell are you guys gonna be all gas and no brakes when you guys are going on a lead? Y'all ain't even using premium gas. All right. That oh, machine come on, come on. Hey, hey, terrible. Hey, you take that you guys, you guys have fun with Tulane your first one. Have fun with <laughs> Tulane. All right. You can go put your 44 to nothing up. All right. Just y'all just <laughs> hey, we're gonna win the big 12 this year. Last year in the big 12. We're gonna win the big 12. I'm calling right now. I told you last time. We were the first hey. Big 12 happened. We won the first one. We're going to win the last one. And then after that, we're going to the SEC. I'm telling you what's going to happen. It is what it is. But in saying that, Chris, you know, like real talk, though, uh, you know, Sark, you know, actually bringing in the Hudson card now, not a bad thing because you get to see what, what he's going to do in real game action prior to actually going to the conference play. If he stinks it up on the first two or three drives, come on, Casey, you know, and let and let Casey ride it out. You, know, you can't do that. You can't I, ruin his confidence. Yeah, you can. You can't do that. You, you can. You can definitely do that. Let's say, for instance, Hudson Carr goes out there, three drives, three and outs from all three. You don't have a choice. You know that you got a good quarterback in Casey. Put him in the game, and let him do his thing. You know, you guys did it against us. You guys took out Spencer Rattler and put in what's the boy name? But he had played. He had played. He that. had played three games up to that point without being taken <laughs> out. You know, I don't want to hear that. That's Y'all the, put in Mordecai. Something. That's the problem. Shout out to Mordecai. He started to SMU. Hey. But, um, <laughs> um, and that's the problem with you, with you Texas fans. All right. Y'all think y'all y'all own all this real estate in our heads? Y'all think we're really worried about them? Y'all want to say horns down or horns up and and all the rest of that stuff? Let me tell you something. All right, Nick. Okay, that's a special place in hell for you Texas fans. Let me say that again. There is a special place in hell for Texas fans. All right, and we all know that. Where? Huh? It's gonna be right next to OU fans. Oh, no, <laughs> no, nah. we heavily. Let in me tell you house, something about you OU guys, Chris. Chris, let me tell you something about you OU guys. Only y'all's y'all's only symbol. It's our symbol turned down. We are in y'all heads. You know, if y'all so, hey, if y'all had your own symbol, y'all be doing some OU, OU, so not nah, everything do y'all do is towards down. It's, it's all do based that. on us. See, that's what I'm saying. Like crew. <laughs> Texas, are, Texas fans are liars. They're conniving. They're bullies. They're hurtful. They're hateful. They're deceitful. I mean, the list goes on. Like I said, that's a special place in hell for Texas fans, and I hope you all know. That. Are you done yet? Are you done yet? <laughs> as you far as my house is concerned, happy. as far as my oh, house is concerned, we sh- huh? Oh, you just y'all just better be happy that we we're probably going to fork over the money for you guys getting to the SEC. We'll give you a zero interest loan, though. You know, you can <laughs> back to us. You, hey, you can pay that eighty million back to us over eight years, ten million a year, zero percent loan. You know, we're gonna help yeah. y'all out. We're gonna help y'all out, okay? I mean, we're gonna help y'all. We're gonna help y'all out too by winning this national championship <laughs> and helping y'all go into the SEC. Your court, your your starting, your starting quarterback right now. Hey, you take it. Like I said, Nick, I got a question. I got a question for you. I got it. Go 
What's that? So we, we were talking about how uh, if if Hudson Card is maybe like stinking it up for the first three drives. Well, yeah. I want to ask you this: What if for the first three drives, Hudson Card's out there, he leads them on three straight touchdown drives? Do you want to? How would you feel if on that next drive? Casey Thompson came out there. Would you be like upset, like as a Texas fan, like dang, like don't want to like you know kill this, like this is our dude, and like let's just keep it going, or like, or would you be cool with like okay, like we can see this, like feeling common, or do you like how would you feel about that, like? You know, honest man, I would be cool with it, you know, because it seems like you know Sark is already saying that hey, Casey, I'm gonna promise you some time, you know, so let him get some time, but. Like you say, if Hudson is killing it and he goes three straight drives, three touchdowns, you kind of know what you got now. You know, so now it is, Casey, you, hey, you saw what he just did. Now, <laughs> lead it down. It, hey, if you don't do it like that, you understand why I picked him. You know, so this is show and tell right now. You know, so, yeah, yeah, I'm totally fine with that. So, you know, it it breeds the competition more. It keeps, keeps him ready, you know, just in case something happens. Because we all know, man, you know, the QB position, you're one hit away. You know, yeah. you're one hit away from being a team that can either, you know, go to a championship game or just be done. All right. So, hey, get a man a shot. Or go to the Alamo Bowl or the Sugar Bowl. Because <laughs> um, so, all, I, all I've heard is, I, and, and this is going to be my parting shot right here, and I'm, I'm going to let it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be done with it. Your starting quarterback looks like um, uh, every actor that's ever portrayed uh, 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 Robin Hood. No, no, no. He looks like a broke Keith Urban. Then you, you, uh, you don't want to tell you what your starting quarterback. Your bench, like. your bench quarterback. <laughs> he, your bench, your bench. Look, look, look. Your quarterback that's on the bench now. He has an S curl. Enough said. Nobody. You know, look. I don't trust any football player that has an S curl, let alone braids. But that's a story. Hey, look, you know, story for another look, day. You know, your quarterback. Uses moose in his hair. Now I'm gonna leave that alone. Right? <laughs> that's fine. Look at that. And that's fine. My quarterback's gonna win the Heisman and go number one this year in the draft. What is your quarterback? He might win the Heisman with them two losses that's- on his record. One to Texas at the Red River, uh, you know, shootout, and one to Texas at the uh, Big Twelve Championship game. I'm not what it is. The only thing Spencer has ever done that was wrong in my book was just the the little baby dreads. Other than that. Those, yeah, that that's why they lost to K State. Yeah, that's why they lost to K State. God was like, nah, bro. No, they don't think you've done wrong. They so, don't think you've done wrong. What about so, the hey, those the damn rattler shoes? That wasn't oh, nice. Hey, those oh, are fire. Those are fire. Chris, I actually got a pair. Chris, Chris, <laughs> that is worse fire. than Lincoln Riley's brisket. I that is worse Man, than Riley's brisket. Look, Lincoln or Spencer put out merch. I'm like, here, take my money. Go ahead. Anyways, <laughs> let's keep it moving. We got since we got you on here, we got two more, two more. Uh, we got we got two more little segments of this show. So the next one is, you know, you hate us, we hate you. That's perfectly fine. It's all love off the field, on the field. I I really I hope that you guys don't even don't even make it. I hope your bus breaks down on the side of the road <laughs> where there's no cell phone reception at all. And you gotta walk like two hundred miles just to get to the beer. Anyways, um, we love y'all too, Nebraska. <laughs> let's talk Nebraska. I think we all can agree. Oh we can sit aside our beef and talk about Nebraska. Um, Nebraska. The question is: the question is, over or under 
five games this year for Scott Frost before he's fired. Mm. I'll say I'm gonna give him over. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. give him over. I'm gonna give him at least half a season. I'm gonna give him at least. Six thing. They're gonna beat Fordham next week, but then they gotta come, gotta come get some Boomer Boys in that third week. So you come down here, you probably lose bad to Oklahoma at some point. You know, that's a damn. I think I think they'll make it interesting for like probably the first nine minutes of the game, and after that, like you know, the wood should have happened. But um. Some people are saying that's going to be the game right there that you probably fire him. I think they, I what the way Scott Frost is going, I think that not only are they going to fire him, but they're going to make it to the point where it's probably going to be like a uh, Lane Kiffin at USC where they fired him before he even got on the team plane, <laughs> got on the bus, yeah, I got on the bus, yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> I do, I do think they're already making some calls, like they're they're already looking around, like they're the. You know, setting up some interviews, maybe just just in case, because it's it's not looking too good. Like honestly, and back early in this offseason, when it looked like Nebraska was going to back out of the OU game, and now it's looking like they really should have. They, they probably should have backed out of and put, put Bishop Sycamore on the schedule or something. You know, like, <laughs> Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> like that's 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 how bad they are right now. Like that's where they oh, are. Oh man. Hey, you know what though, guys? They did this to themselves. You know, they should have stayed in the Big Twelve. Uh, yeah. just for the simple fact that they had some kind of recruiting base, right? They had a recruiting yeah. base in Texas. They knew that uh, they could get a kid from Texas to come to Nebraska and play, and they can go tell mom and dad, hey, we're going to be in the state of Texas or at OU six times out of the year. You get to see your baby play six times out of the year. Small drive from Dallas or Houston, you know, like to Waco or Austin or Lubbock or, you know, Norman, whatever, right? Now, once they went to the Big Ten, they don't have the luxury of having any kind of recruiting base. So they erased all that. You can't go to Ohio, you know, and try to recruit. You can't go to Michigan and try to recruit. Uh, Iowa doesn't have recruits. Let's just keep it real. Um, Rutgers, come on now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, they they did themselves in by leaving the Big 12. You know, it actually hurt them. Just like I think it hurt A&M leaving early. It hurt Nebraska leaving, and it just actually tore that program apart. It's outside of Ohio State. It's hard for any uh, in Michigan in select in years. It's hard for a lot of the Big Ten teams to really go and get that SEC talent, or even that Texas pool of the talent on the other side of the South. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I think what you're uh, you look at them, I mean, me and my uncle talk about it all the time. They isolated themselves from the recruit mm-hmm. recruiting rounds that they had always been a part of. So yep. it's hard to go and convince a recruit come here and lose. You get what I'm saying? That's the reason why he's had to go to the JUCO ranks and really try to hit Cali and even go to Florida. And, you know, I was reading an article. Here's an interesting tidbit about his time there. A lot of people say – Maybe the problem isn't Scott Frost. Maybe the problem is is that recruiting-wise, a lot of the recruits that he's had, especially those Florida kids, because he has strong Florida ties, obviously, they either have made it to campus and transferred or may or never even made it to campus to begin with. So there's no in-between. It's either or. So a lot of people are saying, Maybe the problem is is that he hasn't had all the talent that he's actually recruited make it to campus and actually pan out. Maybe that's a part of the problem. 
I don't think Scott Frost is a, is a terrible coach. I think his offense some at some some points in time is a bit complicated. And I think Adrian Martinez is better than what he lets on. But I mean, hot damn, son, you got to stop fumbling the ball. To lose yeah, the, that was horrible. To lose now, granted, the score was thirty to twenty-two. That game, we all know, that game was really a thirty to nine game. Like, yeah, there's no excuse to let a backup quarterback and two running backs basically defeat your whole team. It's <laughs> not like they the wire. I mean, you're letting converted corners beat you on routes that you're like, really? I know he's speedy, but he's running a damn a goal route. You didn't read your your scouting report. It's just bad. I mean, it's it's bad. The only the only bright side of it is the fact that you know, regardless if Scott Frost gets 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 fired, he gets paid. I mean, they're saying it's a twenty million dollar buyout, but you know, you know that they can find some loophole in that and get him out this year still. Twenty million dollar buyout. Yeah, with the buyout, I'm sure there's some type of loophole in there where they can get that boy out. I mean, hell, yeah, they got it. I mean, that's, that's twenty million. Does Nebraska have them kind of funds anymore? I mean, we know Nebraska's a blue blood program, but I, I mean, tell Nebraska, I tell Nebraska right now, me and Seth will come up there for uh, for four hundred thousand dollars a piece. Y'all can pay his salary. We'll be up there four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> First thing we're gonna do is put one of your uh, one of your uh, YouTube cast on, and we're gonna tell him, "You see this right here? No, no." We're not listening to this, all right? He, he know what he's talking about whenever he's talking outside of Texas. Other than that, don't listen to anything that he says about Texas. You know, to be honest with you, think about this right here. This is my last point with it. Now is the perfect time to go back to the Big 12. If I'm Nebraska, if I'm Colorado, and I'm some of these other teams, yeah. I'm saying, wait a minute, hold Missouri. up. Missouri, yeah, Missouri. Yeah. Time to go back to the Big Twelve. You open it up a bit. You're saying, okay, I don't have to deal with OU and Texas anymore. O State is supposed to be the the cream of the crop. Okay, let's go. Um, now it's yeah. the perfect time if you wanted to backtrack and actually try to make yourself more competitive and get back to those old your old uh, stomping grounds, now is the time, to be honest with you. I mean, that's an idea I don't think anybody's really talked about. So. Yeah, it is true. I never thought about that. You know, so. Seth, you got it seems like the Big 12 is already trying to expand. Yeah. No, no I mean, that, that that pretty much sums it up. Nebraska's in a pretty, pretty interesting spot right now, especially Scott Frost. So. Nebraska is Nebraska. Cornhuskers. <laughs> Only thing that happens up there around them parts is Kansas beating teams from Texas, but that's another. <laughs> that's for another day. Boy, that is just damn. I'm, I'm gonna leave you alone, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that was still it right there, man. R.I.P. Charlie Strong in Texas, man, for real. Oh, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Do you do you okay? Do you get? Do you get? Sam Ellinger production in the latter years of his career. And this is there's there's a, a low, a medium, and a high. High is Sam Ellinger at this stage in his career. Medium is Shane Bouchelle, his first two years. Low is Tyrone Swoops. I know you're gonna say swoops. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean swoops there it is. Yeah, swoops there it is. Like so. 
What type of production you think you're gonna get? As far as card? Yeah. I'm gonna say just to start off with, uh, I would say right in between that Shane and Sam as of right now. All right. Okay. I gotta see the first two games. So let me see the first two games. But you know, I think first year expectations should be a guy that can come in and be right in between Shane, you know, and Sam. He has a better arm. Damn. I mean, that's clear. Um, Shane had a good arm. Shane just couldn't throw the deep balls as well. You know, Hudson has a has a much better arm than a, than a Shane's as well. So I'm gonna say right in between, man. Give me like okay. a like a medium high. Okay. 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 Seth, make note of that. All right. That way we can come back to that. <laughs> medium high. Uh, so, with that being said, we've come to the last segment of the show. Is our college pick'em. We're going to blast through these games, and then we're going to talk about three noteworthy games at the very end. Um, so, Seth, uh, let me see. Okay, so let's start here. Seth, Boise State and UCF, who you got? Oh, man. I'm going to say UCF. Oof. Who you got? Who you got, Nick? I got Boise, man. Okay. <laughs> I got Boise State. Gus Malzahn is at UCF. I'm gonna give you one more chance to say the right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Okay. Okay. Um, by the way, let me backtrack real quick. Seth and I are three and two. That is our record right now. Uh, Seth is. Uh, Wait, what were the two losses? I think you had. Nebraska? You yeah, had, I had Nebraska. Nebraska. You picked Nebraska. I think. I think I you think, picked you. I we, picked uh, UTEP. Yeah, you, the, now you didn't pick UTEP. I picked UTEP against uh, New Mexico State or whoever that was. Okay, so you're four, one, on three, and two. Anyways, <laughs> okay, <laughs> so get you in there, Seth. See how you trying to do you. <laughs> so, so write this down, Seth. All right, so we got UCF. Me and you got UCF on this. Nick has Boise State. All right, All Nick. Right. Uh, North Carolina, Virginia Tech. North Carolina. Uh, dang, you know what? Uh, yeah, North Carolina. I was I wanted to put the upset, but I just didn't. I'm not hey, sure. write me down for Vitek. Okay. Chris, right. you still hating on Mac Brown? No, nah, not Mac Brown. It's all love with Mac Brown. <laughs> Mac Brown loves OU. Anyways. <laughs> Mac Brown is the greatest thing that ever came from Texas, and he's doing big and better things now. He moved on. The ex-girlfriend is in the past that. now. <laughs> his his ex-girlfriend has had several different new coaches. And she hasn't she hasn't gotten over him yet. So <laughs> he's, winning. he's winning at life now. His ex-girlfriend is. Anyways, uh South Dakota and Kansas. I got South Dakota. Kansas, come on. Come on. <laughs> uh, I'm South Dakota with you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'm South Dakota. If uh if if South Dakota wins, Seth, I need my I need my money for my Chipotle promptly. I'm not I'm not <laughs> I know where you work out. Oh um, Stanford and K-State. K-State. I believe in Deuce Wong. 
Yeah, I like Deuce Vaughn too, man. That's Chris Vaughn's son. Yeah, yeah, I go with K State too. I'm gonna yeah, say Stanford. I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big David Shaw fan. I think, think Stanford like is his his offense has kind of been archaic, or at least they just haven't put up really good numbers in a while. But he hasn't had a great quarterback, so hopefully he's got good quarterback play this year. Uh, we got Indiana at Iowa. Nick, who you got? Oh, oh, oh. That's going to be a good one, man. Um, Indiana, you know, they got the quarterback coming back. They had a great team last year. Um, but Iowa is tough and gritty. They're always tough and gritty. They run the ball really well. They're just well coached. Ah, that's a good one. Well, I think I'm going to go with Indiana, man. I think I'm going to go with Indiana. Yeah, I'm going Indiana as well. I think I think it'll be a good game, though. But, yeah, I got them. I got, I, I got Iowa at home. Um, Fresno State at Oregon. Oregon State momentum. Yeah, they they Oregon. look good last week. But yeah, nah, Oregon. nah. Oregon's got the Oregon's got the mobile quarterback, but I, okay. So I got uh, I have I got Oregon, uh, Alabama, Miami. Come on, <laughs> come on, Alabama. That's come on away. That would be uh, the upset of the century. <laughs> I know, I know Alabama wants a lot, but that's Miami is not there. Hey, yeah, they lost They just reloaded. Hey, yeah. LSU and UCLA. You know, I'm actually I'm going, going UCLA. Mm, I'm going <laughs> LSU, man. <laughs> you saw UCLA this weekend. I mean, they were all right. It didn't look. You going UCLA? Yeah. No, no. I'm going LSU. LSU. Yeah, you going. I got. Going I got UCLA. UCLA. I'm, I'm going, going UCLA. All right, I'm gonna go to LSU and I'm gonna pray for you, bro. Penn um, <laughs> State at Wisconsin. Mm. Penn State and Wisconsin. Uh, Penn State. One thing about Penn State, man, they got Noah Kane, right? And I don't know what's up with Noah Kane. They haven't been running the ball with him. Like this should be the year that he kicks it in this year. Um, so uh, Penn State had a horrible year last year, though. But I think I'm gonna go with Penn State this year, man. I'm going to go with Wisconsin. It's 11 a.m. game. It's not a night game in, uh, in, in, um, at, at, uh, me, at Penn State. So it's not going to be a whiteout. It's not going to be that whole effect. It's going to be an 11 a.m. game. Uh, Wisconsin is going to be ready to run that football control passing game. Um, they're going to hit them in the mouth early. I don't think that uh, Penn State gets up for this. So I got Wisconsin. Seth, what you got? Yeah, I got Wisconsin as well. I think it'll be – I think they'll pull away at the end. Um, it'll yeah, probably be, I think it'll probably be like a – yeah, like a touch – like a maybe like a six or even like a – maybe something like funky score. It's not going to be something that's just like obvious. Uh, yeah, we got Notre, yeah, we got Notre Dame at Florida State. Yeah, on Sunday. Um, that's a Sunday game. I. Oh, man. I mean, oh – I got Notre Dame. I don't know why I was thinking too hard about that one. Florida State's yeah, not, yeah. not where they need to be. <laughs> I'm going to go with Florida yeah. State. I think that this is the year that you see Florida State get back on track. Mm. I got Notre Dame, man. I, I, got Notre Dame. I would like to see it, but I, I, I don't I don't like seeing Notre Dame up there um, these days, but I just I don't believe in Florida State. But okay. Hey, hey. <laughs> they ain't been nothing since Jameis left, man. Let's – uh. Let's uh, now is a special time, boys and girls. 
Now it's a special <laughs> time. Now we're going to get into the main event games right here. We got the big games of the week. And these carry a lot of weight. First off, we got Louisiana at Texas. <laughs> and Seth, I'll let you go. Why will Texas lose that game? <laughs> well, I think Texas is going to come out and uh, uh, they're going to look good for a half. But I think it'll it'll be like it'll be kind of misleading. It'll be like they'll go into the half with the lead, but it's just going to be a weird feeling about Louisiana kind of hanging around. And I think I think I'm I'm calling it. I'm calling the upset. I got Louisiana shocking the nation. <laughs> All right, I got a. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Texas. I'm lying. I'm going with a. Hey, hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bring it out, boy. Oh no, you know what I'm saying? Louisiana stand up. Let's give it. Baby, this is hey, this is hey, this is for the whole state of Louisiana. Let's bring it home, baby. Oh, come on, now. It. It's gonna be Texas, man. We're gonna give them the business. I got a good feeling. I think our defensive line is going to dominate their offensive line. Um, you know, I think it's gonna be too much for them. Uh I like their quarterback. He's good, um, but He's not a good, you know, thrower of the ball past 10 yards. I think his completion percentage is like 46%, you know, for passes over 10 yards. So, hey, I like Texas in this game. I like I did this line against their, their old line. I got, I got the game 27-20, Louisiana. I got it. I got it 31-17, Texas. Okay. 3117 Texas. Seth, make sure you note that so we can come back to that when we have it. <laughs> um, the next game, which is tomorrow, big game, big time. Oh, yeah. What's up, big game? <laughs> Ohio State and Minnesota. Now, yeah. this, this is hard State. for me because Ohio State, Ohio State should win this game by 40. But this is a black <laughs> game, road game, Thursday night. Come on, man. You know, weird stuff happens on Thursday night. Let's just be honest. Come on. Man, man Ohio State, man. Ohio State got this. Ryan Day is the quarterback whisperer. I mean, every quarterback that he has does well. He's going to be fine. Uh, yeah, Ohio State's going to get this. Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be rooting hard for the upset, but I don't see I don't see Ohio State losing this one. I, I think I honestly think it's gonna it might turn into a bit of a shootout. Also, like kind of kind of like uh, how we saw Ohio State last year with Indiana. Kind of yeah. that kind of game. Like, I could see something like that breaking out out of nowhere. And I know it's Big Ten football, but this I, I, that's the kind of feeling I'm getting. But I got Ohio State. Just They just got too much on off, and two receivers are just insane. This quarterback yeah. thing's going to be, you know, seamless transition to Stroud. So it's I, – I don't I don't see a, a world where Ohio State drops this one. I got Ohio State 42-17. Let's keep it moving. Um, big game. Big game, the biggest yeah. game of the week. Two juggernauts, Georgia versus Clemson. Mm. They will let you go first. Who you got? Who you got Clemson. and why? Who you I got, got Clemson why? Because, because I don't trust Georgia. I just don't. Yeah. Until Georgia shows up and does it, I just don't. I, I don't trust Kirby, man. You know, so I think. Like all three of us are kind of you know you know like riding that train about not you know like trusting Kirby Smart, um so yeah like I don't trust Kirby Smart I think Clemson's going to do their thing 
Uh, you know, Clemson has another good quarterback who's going to come in and do his thing, who almost beat, you know, freaking Notre Dame last year. You know, and he was a true freshman then. So, hey, I got Clemson. My, my head says Clemson and my heart says Georgia. And honestly, I'm going to go with my heart on this one. I'm, I'm going to pick the – I guess it's an upset. I think it's it's at Clemson, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's a neutral site game. Oh, well, the stadium. That makes me even. That makes me even a little bit more confident. So I'm going Georgia. Um, and I know it's like I, I agree with you on all those points about the Kirby Smart can't trust him. Just he hasn't done it, and I just I just I don't think they're gonna you know win this and then go on and you know go undefeated through the SEC and do all that. But I just I just feel like they're gonna get. I just I think Clemson lost a lot. As far as you know, I mean, I know DJ is a he. He showed up in some games, like he 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 started a couple while uh, Trevor was out. But I just I I think there's a lot of new pieces on that Clemson team. That this is a pretty big opponent for them to kind of open the season with. And I just think I think Georgia's defense is going to be more than ready for. Them. So who I'm going to go with? I'm going to go with Clemson, but not. Uh, for these reasons right here. It's not that I don't trust Kirby Smart. I've been on record as saying Kirby Smart's not that smart. <laughs> but um, the reason why I say that Clemson is going to win this game is because they were young defensively last year. They had injuries as well. Uh, the quarterback, I think, he, I think, he, I think he, he's pretty spectacular. He's pretty great. Granted, it was against Boston College and a what we now know is obviously a, a really – uh, guy like um, Notre Dame team who put up a bunch of numbers during the year playing, you know, kind of a soft schedule anyways. That's, that's a story for another day. But it, um, my reason for picking Clemson is I'm not sure what the update uh, is on the injuries as far as um, uh, for Georgia. We already know George Pickens is out. Um, another one of their wide receivers, I believe, is out. Now they got a DB out and then you got out. We still don't know what the heck is going on with Eric Gilbert. So offensively, you're saying Georgia's going to be able to, to feel some speed. I, I think I forgot what that kid's name is, like Aaron Smith or something. Uh, they got a really speedy wide receiver. I know they were on game day, we were talking about how he ran like a 10-1 and the 100-yard dash. And that's all fine and dandy. I mean, Joshua Moore runs really fast, too. We see the production that he puts up. But anyways, uh, no, he does. You, uh, <laughs> you, uh, what my point with that is, is that yeah, for the simple fact is that I know going into the game that I'm going to get uh, Brian Reese. I know that I'm going to get DJ Hookalele. Uh, I'm going to be able to get uh, uh, my top wide receiver coming back this year. I know that I'm going to be explosive offensively still. I'm going to have uh, good running backs. I mean, the backup they had last year was actually really good. And you know they got uh, they got the wheel shifting yeah. too. So it's like and a lot of people are really big on him. So you're looking at Clemson and saying, I know I know more about you, therefore I trust you a lot more than I, I would with Georgia. And the thing about Georgia that scares me is that I don't think that JT Daniels is – I think he's the answer for Georgia, but I don't think he's the key to a championship. And um, when you look at them, you're saying, okay, you got Todd Munkin, but is Kirby Spark going, going to really allow him to run an offense that's not predicated on the run? So um, that's kind of where I stand. That's kind of where I'm at with it, and that's what I'm 
uh, that, that's really where I'm at because I, I'm just not confident in what I'm going to get from him. I know I'm going to get a hell of a defensive battle between the two, but offensively I have to side with Clemson because I feel more comfortable with what they have coming back. So, yeah. And I will say this right here. Uh, out of Tennessee, OSU, Texas, Clemson probably has a, a better version of the orange jersey. You know, I'm not really a burnt orange type of guy. So <laughs> just that. Speaking of that, I was going to point out to you, you, uh, you should, you know, I love your logos on the back, but you should really get a darker shirt because they clash. I can y'all get can y'all get anything right? I mean, seriously, not even the look. They, different shades of orange. Look at them. I seriously. All breaks, no gas. All breaks, no gas. Okay. Don't be hating on burnt orange, man. Yes. Don't be hating on burnt orange. So you know that Vegas has the line set at minus eight for that game, right? For the uh, Texas and Louisiana yeah. game? It was at minus 14, minus nine and a half, now to minus eight. And they're anticipating to going back up with all the Hurricane Ida stuff and the kids that have nowhere to practice kind of thing. So, but I um, got the yeah, game I, at minus I got Texas. I got Texas 31-17. I'm telling you. Okay. Well, again, so, you know, right it's down. that time to wrap the show well, right up. Down. It's that time to go ahead and write the sh wrap the show up. Texas fans always want to talk over people, okay? Uh, <laughs> uh, then go ahead and uh, plug your show, bro. What's up? Hey, man. Nino's Corner Podcast. Just go search it on YouTube. Go search it on, you know, Apple Play, Stitcher, Breaker, anywhere. It's there. You know, go subscribe to the channel. Uh, but, yeah, man, thanks for having me on. Oh, I appreciate you for coming on. Seth, plug yeah, yourself. Yeah. Thanks for coming on again. Um, yeah, so you can find uh, some of my stuff over at uh, crimsonandcreammachine.com, and then also I'm on Twitter pretty much every day. I mean, it's it's been a little less this week just with school and everything, but – um, yeah, this weekend I'm I'm definitely gonna be uh, serve, uh, on there, trying to, to rile up some fan bases and uh, stir up some some controversy. But yeah, I, I just can't wait for this this weekend of football. So um, me, you can find me at Chris with a K. You see it on the screen. I told you guys how to spell it plenty of times. All right, uh, you find me on Twitter. I'm a troll. These two right here, they're football minds. That's great. That's all fine and dandy. But please believe. You can either get legal advice or you can come to me to beef about Texas and know you. And please believe I will be live tweeting the Texas game. So all I have to say is, Nick, if you get a lot of tweets and you feel like, oh my gosh, you won't leave me alone, just know that I'm gonna I'm gonna critique every play. I'm gonna critique everything that Hudson Card does and want to directly point it at you. Okay. So I just want you to know in advance that we'll be talking on Saturday, okay? Saturday afternoon, <laughs> I'm going to own real estate in your head because I'm going to – and you don't have to – look, you don't have to respond, but I just want you to know that I'm going to be there, okay? I'm going to be right there. I'm going to bring the dollar hey, again. Right. We stay in y'all head. We stay in y'all head. <laughs> That's fine. Not stay in our head because we're thinking like, damn, how did Texas let us win six Big 12 championships in a row? Damn. That count. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six. You know what I'm saying? Six. Sorry. 
But anyways, that has been another episode of the Orange Down Podcast. Nick, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, thank uh, you. All right, man. Yeah. yeah so we appreciate out. it.